Welcome to Canvas Church. You are listening to our weekly celebration service message. Thank you for tuning in. Amen. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. I wasn't able to say that to you last week, so I'll say it this week. And uh, thank you so much for the honoring. Um, and uh, I thought I got out of it because I wasn't here last week. And um, if you know me, um, if you need notes, just raise your hand in the air. We, we have them on the app, too. Um, and I'll try to give you the blanks because they're not going to be on the, well, they are, but you just can't see them on the screen. Cause, um, but if you know me, I am a, I am a gift guy. I love gifts. Um, but one thing my wife does know that I'm not like, I don't necessarily like the public thing. And um, so thank you for that, babe. Um, but uh, here we are. So uh, last week we started a series entitled Prayer <coughs> in which uh, we're going to be talking about prayer. Yes, good. Somebody got it. Um, it's not a subliminal message. Yeah, we're going to, actually, maybe it is. Uh, we're going to be talking about prayer, and we're going to be talking about prayer, uh, pursuing God over the next six weeks or so, and, um, and I'm excited about that. Here's what I would ask. Um, if maybe, you're, maybe you're in New Year, you're checking out the church and seeing if maybe this is a place you want to attend. I would say this, uh, give it the next six weeks. Uh, see what happens with your relationship with God. See how your prayer life deepens, and then, and then just see what God says after that. And uh, my hope and my goal is um, that uh, I would awaken you uh, to a new desire and passion for prayer, uh, maybe teach you some new things about prayer. Um, you know that the Bible says that uh, Jesus called his house a house of prayer for all nations. That's what he intended it to be. Um, I love worship. How many of you guys love worship? Six of you. Well, the worship team's in here. So how many of you guys love worship? Okay. <clears throat> uh, we love worship. We love singing. We love all of that. Um, how many of you guys love the preaching of the word? I'm right here. How many of you guys love the preaching of the word? All right. That's, that's so much better. Um, but, you know, those are great things. And, man, we should worship together. And, man, we need to be in the word learning together. But um, ultimately, um, if we don't, as Christ followers, learn how to pray and then enact upon that, um, we are missing the greatest piece of his house. And so it's my hope that I would spark something in you, maybe encourage you in that, uh, in that prayer life that you have. Amen to that, whoever you are over there. It's awesome. So here we go. We're going to talk about prayer. Uh, one of the greatest tools we have in our faith is prayer. It is also one of the most underutilized tools in our faith. And so rather than just, hey, we're going to talk about prayer <coughs> and, uh, and give you some stuff about prayer, we're actually this week going to engage in seven days of prayer and fasting. Uh, like a reset and a restart. And then next Saturday night, we're going to come together right here and we're going to worship and pray together. And it's going to be awesome. And everybody that's going to be here said amen. amen. And it's going to be great. And uh, so we want to kickstart this thing and we want to get moving and we want to we teach some principles and, and engage this uh, because prayer is our connection to God. It is, it, is, it is the way we communicate with him. It is the way we talk. A lot of people ask me, Ben, what is prayer? Uh, prayer, you know, if, if you just come to church, maybe you could kind of think it's like this big, like, like kind of gaudy thing and I got to have some, you know, certain sequences and things down in order to participate in it. Uh, prayer at its base form is just you having a conversation with God. That's it. Um, you cannot build a relationship without conversation. It is impossible. I tell, I used to work being youth minister, and I tell young people this all the time as they were getting into the dating, dating season. I was like, hey, don't go to a movie on your first date. And they're like, oh. Right? They, I just crushed their first date. Well, we were going to go see a movie. What are you going to learn about that person as you're sitting in the movie theater for two and a half hours? Right? No, the only way you get to know somebody is through a conversation. Right? It's time, it's depth, and that's how, the, that's how the relationship is built. Well, it's the same as true in our relationship with God. 
our relationship, yes, there's other ways, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into some of those things, but prayer is essential. It's number one. It's us having that communication with him. It's the greatest tool we have, but it's one of the most underutilized tools that we have. And so today I want to go to Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8, and I want to show you a little principle here that when Jesus began to teach his disciples how to pray, what he taught them. Uh, because it wasn't just for them, it's for us today. Are you with me? All right, and then hopefully you'll jump in on our, on our times of prayer and fasting. Uh, we're not really doing any corporate ones other than next Saturday night, and so it's going to be you on your own, but again, online, there's a, there's a guide there, there for you. So Luke chapter 18, starting in verse 1, I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation, um, and if you don't have your Bible here today, um, you can't look at the screens. Luke chapter 18, starting in verse 1. And the head of mine says the parable of the persistent widow. And it says this. One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Okay, so uh, in your translation say it might say that Jesus was going to tell, tell a parable. What's a parable? A parable is just a story with a point. But before we get into the parable, the Bible says right here, Here's the whole point of the parable, that you should do what? Pray. You should do it how often? Always. And you should do it from what, what position? Never giving up. Okay? So it says right here, on uh, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show them they should always pray and never give up. And here's, here's, here's the story. There was a judge in a certain city. He said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. How many guys would like that judge on your case? Yeah, I don't care about you, but. Anyway. A widow of the city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in the dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I do not fear God or care about people. But this woman is driving me crazy. I heard absolutely no amens, and that is a good thing. I saw somebody over here almost was like, hey, oh, sorry, sorry. She's driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant requests. Pause for effect. Verse 6. Then the Lord said, Learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to those, his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? Let me read the first part again. One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Let me pray. God, we thank you so much for your word. God, we thank you that your word is awesome. God, your word is amazing. And God, I pray in the next few moments that we have together as a, as a community gathered around your word, um, that, Lord, we would just settle in to this moment and hear the words and they'd be spoken to us so clearly so that we could walk away today with a greater desire for prayer and a greater understanding of prayer. 
So Lord, I pray you'd help me now in this place to create a moment for people to discover your son Jesus, know your incredible love, and realize the amazing plan that you have for their life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. By the way, as I opened my eyes, I saw these Tootsie Pops. That was kind of fun, actually. <laughs> Hope it takes you a long time to get to the center. <laughs> uh, has anybody ever, ever been water skiing before? Wakeboarding, water skiing, kneeboarding, drug behind a boat in any <laughs> capacity? Um, I remember when uh, I first learned how to water ski. I didn't grow up water skiing. Um, I grew up in Washington, lots of lakes. We didn't have a boat. I didn't grow up water skiing. We mostly fished and things like that. Um, but when I met my wife, she was an avid water skier. And so one of the things she wanted to do was teach me how to ski. And so like the woman in the story, she was very persistent. No, I'm just kidding. And so she helped me learn how to ski. And uh, if you've never water skied, there's some things that you got to learn. And, um, and so there's the rope, and there's the handle, and there's the ski. Now, I'm, I'm kind of an all-in kind of guy. It's like she's skiing on one ski, and she's like, you want to start with two? And I'm like, no, I don't. She's like, why? I was like, because you're on one. I'm going to be on one. And so, um, and so I got this. It's called a fat boy ski. And not because I'm fat, thank you. It's the name of the ski. And she was going to teach me how to ski. And so we're, we're at Lake Shasta, and uh, we have this fat boy ski, and we got a boat. And, and she's teaching me how to water ski. And this is what she says. She goes, all you got to do is hold on to the rope and let the boat do the rest. That's really easy for someone that knows how to ski to say. And so sure enough, here I am, and I'm there, and just, just pretend like you're sitting in a chair. And I'm like, okay. And so I pretend like I'm sitting in a chair, feet are together, I'm in the ski, I'm locked in, and then the boat goes to pull, and I just go, right? And because I'm so persistent, you remember, because I'm so persistent, I won't let go of the rope. And so now the boat is dragging me, and I'm like, and she's like, let go, let go. It's like, you told me not to let go. She's like, let go. And so I let go, and then she comes back around, she goes, all you have to do is pretend like you're sitting in a chair and push with all your might with your legs and just sit there and hold that position and the boat will do the rest. I don't know how many times it took me to get up, but I'll never forget the feeling when you finally learn it. It's literally, you don't have to do that much work. You just got to sit there. The only thing you really have to do is hold on for dear life. That is it. You hold on for dear life and you stay in that chair long enough as your legs are shaking and burning and water's going up your nose. Skiing is so much fun. Um, that's why I left it behind and went wakeboarding. It's so much better. Um, and you're burning and all of a sudden, man, I'll never forget that feeling when all of a sudden, doosh, boom, you pop out of the water and that boat planes out and you're just like, you're just like skiing. It's, 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 a, it's a lot of fun. And there's one thing I had to do, and one thing only, is I just had to learn to hold on and push long enough. And as I did that, I would eventually rise up, and I'd be having a whole lot of fun. Why am I telling you that story? I'm telling you that story because I believe that, that prayer is a lot like skiing. See, the, the, the power to get me up had nothing to do with me holding on. It had everything to do with the boat. And I want you to know something. The power in prayer has nothing to do with the words you use. It has everything to do with God himself. The power in prayer, listen to me, I believe this is all my heart, that if we just learn a principle here, what's the principle? Pray always and what? Never give up. That if we do that principle, listen, there's no like, if I pray long enough, this will happen. If I, pray, if, I, if I say the right words, this will happen. No, no, no. Our job is simply this. Hold on, sit in the chair, push with your legs, let the boat do the work. Our job as Christ followers and believers when it comes to prayer is not to pray unto an answer. Listen to me. Nowhere in Scripture 
Can I find that says, hey, if you pray, God will always give you what you want? Matter of fact, when you, when you look at most of the verses in the context of prayer, it, our job is simply to position ourselves in faith in Christ Jesus and pray. And as we do that, come on, God's the one that does the work. And therefore, it's why he's the one that always gets the glory and the honor and the praise. Are you with me? But a lot of times, prayer is like that. You ever been there before? Someone's like, well, if you just pray. <laughs> I remember, I don't know how many times it took me to get up on that, on that ski, but she's just like, just sit down and keep pushing with your legs. I'm like, I am. She's like, well, you're not doing it right. You know? It's like, um, but you know, have you ever been there in prayer before? It's like, yeah, pastor just told me to pray. Like, he knows what I'm going through. I, I might not. But I know this. God knows what you're going through. And he said to be anxious for nothing. And pray. Right? I've been there before. I've been there before. I've been, I've been there before where I know I'm supposed to pray. I'm the pastor of the church. I'm teaching my people how to pray. Right? Of course, I should know how to pray and I should just stay in prayer. But I've been there before where I've been praying for at least a day. Come on, somebody. And I'm not seeing the results I want, and I'm not seeing the answer to my prayer. And so by the end of the day, I'm done praying. I'm going to figure this thing out on my own. Anybody else like that? Well, maybe it's not a day for you. Maybe it's an hour. Maybe it's a week. Maybe it's something. But nowhere in Scripture does it say pray for a day and then pray for a week and then pray for a month and then. It says this, hey, here's what you got to do. You got to pray always and never stop praying. Oh, you're not catching it? Let me give you a parable, Right? He gives in this parable about this persistent widow. And I, I want to talk about that a little bit. But before we do, I want, to, I want to break down this first part just a little bit. Because before he even gets to the parable, he, he says something. I want you to, and the title, if you're taking notes today, the title is PUSH. And it's an old acronym for pray until something happens. Um, before he even gets into the parable, he just lays it out. I want you to pray always. Never, never give up prayer. Here's the actual, and it would be on the screen there, and you could have saw it because I can't really pronounce the original word. I could say anything and you'd believe me because it's not on the screen. Here's the definition. Pray, make supplication or worship. You know, throughout the, the, out, out the Bible, there's different types of prayers. Prayers of supplication, uh, prayers of intercession, prayers of thanksgiving. But again, at the, at the base of it, um, it's just talking to Jesus having a conversation with him. And you need to know something, Jesus took prayer very, very seriously. So seriously. I mentioned early in the service that, that he actually declares that his house should be a house of prayer for all nations. So seriously does he take this whole concept of prayer that in Matthew chapter 21, Jesus comes to the temple, the church, and he walks into the building and as he walks into the building, there's like a marketplace set up. And there's things being sold and money being exchanged. And he walks in, and the Bible, like the, the Bible says that the passion of what his house is supposed to, to be consumes him so much that he is so agitated. He is so angry. Literally, he looks about what's going on in his church. And he's so agitated that the Bible says that he literally sits down and he makes a whip. Now, how many know that, that loving, sheep-carrying, 
Jesus sitting down to make a whip must have been ticked off a little bit. Are you with me? He didn't just go find a whip. He sat down and he made a whip. I mean, this, like, he had time to think about what he was going to do. Y'all know what I'm talking about. This, this, ain't, this ain't one of those moments, like, when you were younger and you got in trouble and, you know, that your dad was mad, he just grabbed the closest thing and spanked you with it. No, this is one of those times where dad is so angry that he went and he carved himself a spanking stick. Come on, somebody. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And then he carved his initials in it, like... This is forever going to be my disciplinary stick for this child because, my God, they have upset me so greatly. The Bible says that in, in Matthew chapter 1 that Jesus actually sits down and makes a whip. You ever read that story before? No? It's a great story. And he's so mad that they have taken this place of prayer and intercession and turned it into something else that the Bible says after he makes the whip, he comes in cracking that thing, tipping over the tables and yelling at everybody. How passionate is Jesus about prayer? This, this is actually what the prophets prophesied about in the Old Testament when they said, and a passion and a zeal for his house has consumed him. I was actually referencing this moment. Prayer's important. How often is prayer important? Always. Here's what the word always means. All the time. I'm serious. I studied it. The, 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 the original word is, I don't know what it is, it's pantote. I flunked that class in Bible college. But I do know what it means. It means all the time. So we're to have a conversation with God. How often? All the time. Okay. But then he adds this part to it. He says, don't give up. Other translations say don't lose heart, don't be discouraged. Why does it say that? Because there are going to be times when you're like, okay, I got it. I'm going to pray and I'm going to go for it. I'm just going to have this continual conversation with God. We're going to be good. We're going to talk all the time, and it's going to be awesome. And all of a sudden, like, time goes by, and you don't see the results that you think you want to see in your life or in the circumstance or in the situation. And so guess what you're going to want to do? Give up, quit, lose heart, be discouraged. He says, hey, pray always, and as you're doing that, don't give up. How many of you in here, and you'd be honest enough, and you'd say there's something you've been praying for and believing God for for a long time? Okay. My encouragement to you in, in 2022 and even this week as we go into these intentional times of prayer and fasting is jump in, get involved, and keep going for it. Matter of fact, I, I believe this is on my heart. There's somebody, as I, as I mentioned, that there's, some, there's somebody in here um, that you're discouraged um, and, and you feel like just kind of throwing in the towel on, on that. Matter of fact, it's not just on that what you're praying for. You kind of feel like throwing in the towel on some other things in your life as you've entered 2022 and said, maybe we should try something different, do something different, and, and I'm just, I'm just not, I'm, I'm, I'm giving up on this. But I feel like, like, like God would say to you today, don't be discouraged. Don't lose heart. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't quit. Why don't you hold on a little bit longer? See what happens. 
See what happens. There's been times, uh, um, I thank you, and Kathy had to step out, but thank you, Kathy, for the words you shared. Um, and, and, you know, and, 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 you know, leadership over the last two years. Can I just be honest with you over the last two years? Had, had that last part not been in the verses, peace out. One of the things she said in that was, thank you for your transparency. Well, I'm, I'm transparent. I either got to live by the whole Bible or none of the Bible. And it said pray. I was doing that always for the most part. But thank God it said don't give up. Don't be discouraged. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. Don't lose heart. Dang it. Right? How about you? What are, what are some areas in your life that you're praying? And you're like, well, I'm not, man, I've been praying for that son, that daughter. I've been praying for my husband, my wife. I've been, I've been praying, you know, that our marriage. I've been praying for this financial breakthrough. I've been praying and believing for this. I've been praying for believing for that. Um, you know, and you feel, like, you feel like throwing in the towel. Here's the thing you're going to see today is, is, is that you're never guaranteed the result that you want to see. But if you continue to press in in prayer, you're guaranteed a greater relationship with him. Pray, always, don't be discouraged. See, the, the thing is, is again, I think I already mentioned it, we, we, we too often times pray to a result. Like we have this preconceived idea, like here's what I want to see happen. That's what needs to happen. Right there, that, that needs to happen. So now I'm going to pray and, and I need to see that happen. What we need to do is keep our eyes on God. And go back to the basics and the essentials and the necessity of prayer was just, I want a relationship with him. I want a relationship with him. So what we learned from the parable, I'll give it to you and then we'll wrap this thing up today. When you pray, a couple of things we learned from this story here. When you pray, number one, do not worry. Do not worry. Do not, do not worry. How, how do I know that I'm worrying while I'm praying? Now, I don't, I mean, yeah, there's probably times when you're sitting there and you're praying, having this conversation with God, and, and you're anxious and you're worried and you're thinking about it. But here's a, here's a great sign um, that you're worrying is if after you pray, you still try to go and take everything into your hands. That means you're worrying. That means you're not trusting God. It means you haven't really surrendered everything to him and said, God, I trust you in this. God, I'm releasing this to you. I'm not going to worry. Here's the funny thing. Um, is for me, um, I'm preparing a message <laughs> for this weekend, for today. And I had some circumstances happen in my life this week. That, that, that kind of infuriated me. Um, some outside circumstances, some things. I was just like, this is not fair. This is not just what is happening. This is completely like, what in the world? And, and anybody else out there like things that, you know, that just dislike things that are unjust? Like three of you, I guess you need more compassion in your life. <laughs> All right. Um, and it was just so unjust and it seemed so unfair. And... Uh, and so I found myself caught up in trying to fix it and trying to defend and trying to, you know, and, and listen to me. 
If in prayer, God gives you a roadmap of what to do, which often happens, do that, right? But here I am preparing for this message and I found myself doing exactly what I'm telling you not to do in prayer. So this isn't just something I'm up here like, hey guys, when you pray, just stop worrying. No, this is something I'm fleshing out in my own life. And I found myself worrying. Like, and here's how I knew I was worrying, because I was trying to take it into my own hands, right? But here's the thing. This, this woman, she didn't care. She didn't worry. She simply went to that unjust judge and kept knocking, kept asking, kept seeking, kept going after it. And the thing is, he don't even like people. But she's like, I don't care if you don't like me or not. I'm going to keep pestering you. I'm going to keep bothering you. Do not worry. Do not worry. Um, you know, it's funny. The, uh, the text here where it says that she's driving me crazy, um, the other text says that she keeps troubling me. And this is what the word troubling, uh, the actual word in that, in that context means. It means to poke and gouge, gouge eyes out. Now think about it for a moment. Jesus is using this parable to teach his disciples how they ought to pray. And so Jesus is saying, hey guys, keep troubling me. Keep pestering me. Keep bothering me. Keep gouging my eyes out. This is Jesus teaching on prayer. Don't worry. Don't worry. I think about, I think about it, uh, Philippians 4, 6 through 8. It says, don't worry about anything. Maybe the translation you might know it as is be anxious for nothing. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Do you notice something that's missing there? Here's how we like to read it. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything, and God will grant you your request. I mean, that, that would be a very much a better, if I wrote the Bible, that's probably the way I would have wrote it. Like, hey guys, pray about everything, don't worry about anything, and you'll get what you want. Notice what it says. It, it doesn't even guarantee the, the outcome. Here's what it guarantees. That you will have peace in him. You're not, you're not, just because you pray and seek God, whenever it is, whatever it is, whatever is going on in your life, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to get this result that you want. But what it does guarantee is that while you're going after whatever it is, that you'll have peace in the process, peace in the journey. Are you with me today? Because here's the whole thing. It's not about you getting something, it's about you getting in him. Getting in him. So when you pray, don't worry. Be still, talk to him. Lastly, number two, just two quick points from this parable. Be persistent. 
Be persistent. I mean, here's the thing, is there's a lot of things we're persistent about. How many guys have ever got sick before? Okay. When you got sick, how many guys went to the doctor? Okay. The next time you got sick, how many guys went back to the doctor? The next time you got sick, how many guys went back to the doctor? You didn't stop being persistent and going to the doctor for, 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 for things, right? Right? What do you do? You continue to go back. Why is it sometimes that we pray to God and maybe we don't get the exact result and we just stop? Be persistent. Be persistent. Here, here, here's sometimes why I think we do stop. is because we have the wrong heart, the wrong motive, and the wrong kind of idea of what prayer is about. Ultimately, it's a conversation. A conversation is there to build relationship. He's, he's, not, he's not a slot machine. Put my prayer in, get my money out. Put my prayer in, get my money out. Right? He's, he's not a bank machine. He's not, this isn't, no, it's not that. Prayer is a conversation where I exchange and there's growth. Are you with me? Things grow. Be persistent in, in that. Keep going after it. Keep going after it. This is the parable. This is what I want you to do. I want you to continue to go after it. I want you to continue to ask. And even if it, are you with me? Go after it. Um, I heard this story one time about this, this old man. And one morning he woke up. And uh, he was going to drive out of his driveway, but when he went to drive out of the driveway, there was a big boulder in his driveway, and he couldn't go anywhere. He was frustrated, and he went back inside, and he started complaining for a little while, kind of like what we do about our problems. Started complaining for a little while, and he thought, well, I'll just, I'll just, you know, see what I'm supposed to do. And so he asked God, what should I do? And God said, I want you out there and push on that boulder. Old man goes out there, starts pushing on that boulder. Pushes on it all day, all night. Goes in, rests, gets back up the next day. Comes out, starts pushing on that boulder. Pushing on that boulder, pushing on the boulder. Every day, he's getting up, just in obedience. I'm pushing, I'm pushing. And he starts to get frustrated. Six months, seven months, eight months, nine months, ten months. He's pushing on this boulder and nothing's happening. A year goes by, and after pushing on this boulder, he comes back in the house, and he's so frustrated. He begins to talk to God. He's like, man, this is insane. I've been pushing for a year, and nothing's changed. The voice of the Holy Spirit comes to him and says, go look in the mirror. Old man goes, walks over, and looks in the mirror. Here's the voice of the Holy Spirit and says, look at your skin. It's bronzed by the sun. Look at your shoulders. They're much bigger than they were before you started pushing. Look at your leg muscles. But yet you say nothing's changed. I think too many times in prayer, we come away with not seeing the result we want to see. And we go to God and we say, this is useless. Nothing's changed. When if we would just stop for a moment and look, we'd see that our relationship with him has grown and it's increased. We trust him more. We have more confidence in him. We have more victory in him. See, listen to me. Prayer is not about getting the answer you want. Prayer is about you growing in Christ Jesus. 
Here's the thing you need to know about prayer. Worship team, you can come up. God may answer your prayer quickly. God may answer your prayer later. God may answer your prayer better. Or God may say no. Our job isn't to get the results. Our job is to hold on to that rope and keep plowing that water and let the boat do all the work. Our job, man, is just to pray always and to never give up. The very last Sunday of 2021, we put it out there and said, what are you believing for in 2022? What is it? What do you believe in God for this year? Well, what are some things you wrote down? What are some things you're saying, man, I'm, I, I want to see this in my life. I'm believing for this to take place or this to happen. This would be my encouragement for you right now before you get to month two, month three, month four, month five, month six, and you feel like throwing in the towel. My encouragement for you would be get this parable in your heart. Pray it always and don't give up. This week, jump start it. This week, man, take, take 15 minutes a day, take 30 minutes a day, take an hour a day, whatever you have, take it. Say, man, I'm setting time aside. Go to the website, we have things listed out. Maybe I'll just, just encourage you and uh, some things you could pray for. We have prayer guides and our info stand in the back. If you can't find one, come find me, I'll get you a prayer guide. And in the next week, and really over the next six weeks as we're engaging in this, this, this series, I wanna encourage you. Man, write some things down. Believe God for some things. Pray for some things. But at the end of it all, know this. You might be like that old man. You might be frustrated for a moment. But then what I want you to do is I want you to look in the mirror. And I want you to ask yourself this question. Have you grown in Jesus? Have you grown in Jesus? Lord, we thank you so much for your word. God, we thank you that your word is awesome. God, your word is amazing. Um, Lord, I pray that, God, today, as we, as we leave this place, it wouldn't end with having heard a message. God, I pray we wouldn't wait a week and a half to jump into our small group. I pray that today around lunches or tonight around dinners as we're sitting with friends or maybe a spouse or family that we'd go back to this, this parable and we'd say, hey, what are some things that we're going to be praying for and believing God for? But more importantly, how are we going to make sure that we as a family, we as a couple, me as an individual, that I pray always and never give up. So God, I pray you would strengthen us in that. I pray you'd strengthen Canvas Church in that. Because God, I believe that the best year is this year for Canvas Church. God, I believe that the best year is this year for Canvas Church. God, I believe, Lord God, there's going to be a great return of people. Lord, I believe there's going to be a, Lord God, a great influx of new believers. God, I'm believing for the youth ministry to grow and to increase and be more influential in the schools and in the colleges around here. God, I'm believing for this place, Lord God, on the corner of 1300 South Juniper Street. God, I'm believing for this inner I'm believing for this place to be a hope, a place of hope and healing. Lord God, for hundreds of hundreds of people. God, I'm believing, Lord, that new ministries are going to be birthed right here at Canvas Church. 
I believe that new small group leaders are going to rise up and begin to help people, Lord, discover their faith in a deeper way. Lord, I believe you're going to add more ministry team to the, to, uh, more team members to the ministry team. God, that this is going to be a place, Lord God, that a, a beacon of hope, Lord God, a, a city set on a hill that can't be hidden, a, a place of light and a place of hope and healing. But God, at the end of it all, Lord, I'm believing more than anything that this is going to be a house of prayer, a place of prayer, God, for every nation, God, for every person, God, for every people group. Lord God, that at the end of it all, Lord God, all the ministries are great, but Lord, we would be a people that knows how to pray always without giving up. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, I hope you have a fantastic week. Hey, jump in on the prayer and fasting. Mark your calendar for next Saturday night. Saturday night's not going to replace your Sunday, but man, it's going to be a powerful time of prayer and worship together. Hey, if you need prayer for anything, I'd love for you to come on up. Uh, we'll have some of our small group leaders up here to pray for you. I'll be up here. Make sure you sign up for a small group.